Yo, 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 we are back with another episode. Today we are talking with Caleb Olfers, CEO and founder of Haven Athletic. I think this will be an interesting episode for anybody that's looking to enter into a category, especially Caleb is early on. I know he's raised some money at this point. He actually was a former client for a hot second, like a month or two. He just couldn't afford, he had higher cog products, so he couldn't afford all of the seating. But we actually do get into his campaign and just the the attributal effect that he saw by going into CrossFit, seeing the effect that it had by seating all these bags, being at the CrossFit game, seeing people talk about all the bags that they saw from several different CrossFitters. I've heard about these, just the word of mouth um, and how he really just thinks about influence marketing and why that's so important for his brand today. Um, so if you're specifically going into a new category or wanting to really silo in and be known for being a part of a certain community or category, I think this episode will be really insightful. Let's dive in. I want to shout out and thank our sponsors here on the Influence Marketing Blueprint Podcast, Social Snowball and Mighty Scout, both tools that we use internally and recommend highly to D2C brands that are wanting to leverage influence marketing and paid social and creative. Go check them out. All right, squad. We're here. Taylor, what's up? How are we doing? Caleb, thanks for joining us, man. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Did you and Taylor purposely plan to match with the hat and the t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> you look good, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, you're looking great today. Appreciate you. Did you already get the CrossFit <laughs> workout in? No, uh, CrossFit workout is uh, late afternoon for me. How okay. about you? Okay, nice, nice. Are you morning? I'm my lunch break guy. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm excited to chat. We're excited to chat around everything Haven. Why don't you give the audience a little bit of a background on maybe the 30 second high level of uh, Haven Athletic? Yeah, sure. Um, I started with a couple of uh, partners in 2016. We started working on the idea. We were frustrated with messy bags, thought they're an opportunity to do something better and um, started working on an organization version of a gym bag and talked to a bunch of people and figured out how to make it right and found out that kind of everyone hated their current bag and hit the ground running in 2021 and we've done a couple million dollars to date and we've been growing quickly and working with a ton of influencers and athletes and yeah having a good time now you guys were on kickstarter are you guys still on kickstarter we did do one um sale on Kickstarter. Otherwise, we have done a ton of pre-sales, but we've mostly just run them through the website. Gotcha. Okay. So you said something there. You're working with a ton of influencers. Has that <laughs> Was that always part of your methodology or thought process when launching the brand? Um, when initially launching, I think we were kind of aware of the potential to work with influencers and, you know, had read threads and and things on Twitter from kinship and, and other people about how to work with influencers. But yeah, uh, but I don't know if it was like, oh, we're going to go into this with our core strategy is going to be working with influencers. We're just like, yeah, we should be aware of this. And then as we went along and as we've been building this, the response from people and like the product market fit has been so intense um, that it's becoming more and more of a thing. Um, and we're haven't done a good job of building it up until now. We've done some tests here and there, um, done a little bit of seeding here and there, uh, but just haven't really fully managed it. And partly because of the pre-sale and not having product in stock all the time. But now that like product is mostly in stock and we have someone uh, hired ahead of partnerships. And so we're really running on it now. 
what what does it look like to date? Just the influencer marketing program to date at this time of where you're at with the business. And then like we had chatted about, let us under the hood, if you're willing, share some <laughs> numbers, um, mm-hmm. marketing budget and what percentage of that marketing budget goes to seeding or influencer marketing. And then what does your influencer marketing program look like at this point? Yeah. So we're just getting it up and going. Um, we'd worked with a handful. Uh, we worked with Kinship early on. We did a test for you know however long we did that. And uh, we were pretty young and pretty small and our product is pretty expensive. So it was, it was difficult to keep that going. And we're like, I don't know if we can like really like run hard at this and be like, you know, pushing out like hundreds of bags a month. And so we'll put a pause on it. And now we're coming back around and like revisiting a lot of conversations. And um, because of the resonance of the product in the market, we have athletes from every major sport, every three letter sport you've heard of, some that you haven't in our DMs asking for product and working around their agents to be able to get the product and then also being willing to create content for us for free. Like it's, it's bonkers. Um, and we haven't done a great job of managing that. I know that means me cause it's mostly been me <laughs> the last like uh, two years of running this. And so now we have some help on board and uh, the last month we've been running on just following up with all those conversations being like, Hey, we'd love to send you a bag. Are you okay creating some content for us? And everyone has said yes so far. Um, and the goal here is to get some content and be able to test some new verticals. Um, so like we have a ton of NFL players that uh, really love it. And so we want to kind of test this along the lines of like, Hey, if you're a football player, like this could be a great bag for you. Um, and then. Uh, so doing other... some, and just to clarify, they're doing some outbound, but it sounds like a majority to date is inbound. Yeah, the last month has just been going through DMs and finding all those people who've reached out and offered to ask for a bag and potentially offer to create content and kind of like uh, get those conversations going and then figure out if there's something there. And then I think probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll switch more into an outbound. I That's kind of what I think. But also like, I mean, over the weekend, there was like, we see people... You know, you look for the blue check mark, and so you see someone like likes your photo, and then you see them like two or three, and then leave a comment, and you're like, "Oh, I wonder who that is." And you click on them, they've got like three hundred or five hundred thousand followers, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, they're they're probably open to doing something if they're going to like drop in like that on the account." Is there anybody that, and totally understandable if you can't name names, but is there anybody that was like, "Holy crap, I can't believe they're liking our stuff" or DM'd us? Um. Yeah, I mean that happens most <laughs> most of the time. Like, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, I don't have a list top of mind. We're actually like compiling this now because I need to send like an investor update. I was like, hey, I need to, I need to know like the names and follower counts. Um, but I mean, like, there's there's some with uh, a million plus. There's a lot with like five hundred thousand followers. Um, there's a lot of uh pretty big, not major. Like, it's not like um. Tom Brady level by any means, or like Kim Kardashian by any means, but um, some big names in the sports world, some big names in the fitness influencer world uh, that we're pretty excited about that should be dropping some content soon too. And so then we can promote it. Awesome. So I've noticed, I noticed that you guys are, I mean, I associate you guys in the CrossFit space. You probably don't like that to be like siloed in or do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've been very intentional about that. Uh, up until now being, you know, we're kind of a bag for CrossFitters. Like as, as we just talked about, like I'm a CrossFitter and that's kind of how we got the initial idea. And, um, some of my favorite people that I've followed have always, especially in like the tech world, have talked about this. There's riches in niches. 
uh, and just starting very small, you know, and even you consider like Amazon, it's like they didn't start as Amazon, they started as an online bookstore. And typically, if you can niche down into a group, you can grow a following that can then help you expand into more broad. So we're okay being the CrossFit bag. And uh, by the time this comes out, we'll have the announcement. So I can tell you guys, because we're announcing tomorrow, we're the official gym bag of the 2023 Noble CrossFit Games. We have an official Let's partnership go. with them. Yeah, Heard one it here of first. seven premier partners that we're really excited about. It comes with a licensing deal. So we actually have like a CrossFit branded bag and a bunch of promotion and booth at the games and all of this other stuff. So we're just over the moon to partner with them. Are all the athletes getting a bag? This year, no. Uh, okay. Next year, yes. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And is that yeah. just strictly out of negotiations or is that inventory? Timing. Yeah, we just, okay. we're a little too late. Um, we spent a handful of months working through the contract and we were just a little too late to get the product made because our product cycle is about four months. And so by the time we started pushing it and it was like, uh, we can get some product in and we did make some product but it wasn't going to be guaranteed in time for the games. And so we were like, well, we have a bunch of product. We were kind of planning on seeding that to all of these athletes, but mm. now it's not going to be here on time. So it's, it's too risky to kind of play this. And I'm like, well, let's just sell it as our first co-branded product to the general public. And then we'll do in-kind stuff next year. I was looking at, um, after we worked together, I know we only worked together for a month or six weeks or so. I remember you tweeting about, Taylor, I'm sure you remember this as well. When you tweeted that you went out to the CrossFit Games and you had the power of seating and you saw how so many people saw several people post about it. People were talking about it. I keep seeing these bags everywhere. Yeah. Did that, how much of that was a takeaway for you in terms of, and this isn't just like a pat on our back, but it, obviously it's a, the principle of just going yeah. about building relationships the right way, especially when you're entering into a community. How has that impacted yeah. your brand? Huge. Um, August last year was a big defining month for us. We had our booth at the CrossFit Games. So it was the first time we were doing anything in public. Uh, we were getting product in stock for the first time since we had started in January of 2021. So it was about a year and a half that we pre-sold product until we had enough money to buy enough product to get enough product that would actually be in stock for a period of time, not just sell out right away. And, um, and so at the Games, people came by and had mentioned that they had seen it. They'd seen us online. Uh, it was great to see us in person, but a lot of people had seen it because of the seating that we did through the, you know, hundred or so athletes. And, and a lot of, I don't remember the total numbers, but you know, a lot of them ended up posting about it. And that gave us just a ton of awareness and it made a big difference for us at that stage, especially at a smaller stage. You know, I wish we had more product and we could have done more because the smaller you are, I think even the more beneficial it is to have that awareness going out and that trust and authority through multiple influencers. And with it being riches and niches, I like that tagline. <laughs> um, and all these influencers, I'm assuming within CrossFit and outside of CrossFit, when it comes to the influencers outside of CrossFit, you're saying people in the NFL are reaching out. Are you seeing that as an opportunity to gauge product market fit in these other areas that may ne not necessarily be within CrossFit? Or how are you thinking about that? Is it, hey, these people have a following, whoever it is, we're going to get product in their hands. Just <laughs> let me in your brain a little bit there. Yeah. Early on, it was more product market fit. It was like, hey, this is kind of weird that this football player wants this, but like we didn't design it for football. We designed it for CrossFit, but maybe it could work. 
um, sand volleyball player, uh, hockey player, uh, baseball player, all these, all these athletes. And we're just like, ah, you know, why not? Like, and some of those people like, um, so John Weeks is, is one of our OG players, uh, from the Houston Texans. He's a long snapper and, uh, he's now kind of a friend and he's a huge supporter and super kind and loves the product and has shot content for us for free. We just did a shoot with him at summer training camp. Um, and he's just been kind of a legend and he loves the product. And so, uh, that was like a really good signal that like, okay, this is, this might be more than just CrossFit. Like this is, this is kind of working for more arrows. Yeah. 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 And then the same thing with, uh, Jimmy Nelson, the pitcher for the Dodgers, he has two of our large duffels and he uses one for the field and he uses one for the gym. And it makes a lot of sense. So like the pitch, when people say like, oh, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I'm run Haven. Like we create organized bags for high performance and professional athletes. And you added that tag on there one because it sounds cool to say professional athletes like some people are like organized bags of professional athletes oh and you're like yeah okay whatever <laughs> uh but then the other thing is like all these professional athletes like it's the exact same thing like high performance you know kind of like crossfit or ironman people triathlon people like people doing a lot like eric hinman type of people like multi-sport you have a lot of gear but then also professional athletes same thing like they're going to the gym like I've seen a picture and um, Jimmy Nelson's creating some content for us right now, but like his bags are, he has two of our large duffels. They're 50 liters. They're massive. And they're just chock full of this stuff. Uh, and it makes a ton of sense when you think about a professional who has oftentimes a lot of tools for their workouts. Like Jimmy has balls and bands and all these things to keep his shoulders healthy that he has to keep with them and use regularly. And if they're in a normal bag, they're just like getting tangled and potentially getting lost and doing mm -hmm. the classic, like dig through your bag thing. Uh, and so as we sent them to these athletes, initially it was, Hey, I wonder if it'll work. Like, I don't know. You think it's cool. So like, give it a shot. And now we're like, no, no, no. We're very confident that it works for pretty much every sport. Mm. Um, especially for the athlete, if it's in the gym, whereas like, you know, like a hockey player, it's not going to work for your hockey gear, any of it. Like those bags are like this, you know, massive things. Uh, but for a hockey player in the gym, it works for all of that person's gym stuff. Right. Right. Have you seen those relationships with the person in the Dodgers locker room and the Houston, Texas locker room? Have you seen them become such an advocate that has led to relationships on those teams through those individuals where mm -hmm. you're getting product in the other teammates' hands? And what does that look like? Yeah, not in every case, but John's a great the kind of golden example where, uh, I mean, he told all of his, all of his um, uh, co-workers, <laughs> his, all the other, yeah, teammates. teammates. <laughs> I was like, what's the word? It. Yeah, he told all of his other teammates about it. And so we had like 10 of them in our DMs the next day being like, hey, can we get a bag? And that was pretty early oh, on when cool. I like couldn't quite manage it all. And so now we're following up with a lot of them and we got some to some of them and we got some when we just had the duffel and now we have the backpack. So it's a good reason to follow up with a lot of them and be like, hey, like, do you want to check out the backpack? We'd love to like send you another one. Nice. I was looking at your guys' Instagram before the, before the show and I saw this guy tag the Houston Texans working out and I'm like, this guy's not an NFL player and it makes sense now that you said he's a long snapper. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is this guy? He's like, yeah, he's like a dad working out and okay. Now he's yeah. a long snapper. Today's power minute is brought to you by social snowball an affiliate platform for e-com that is focused on enabling affiliate partnerships for what I like to call the modern affiliates. So not the traditional affiliates, publishers, blogs, etc. This is the modern affiliates such as creators, ambassadors, influencers, customers, etc. So there's many things I love about Social Snowball. One of the first things that comes to mind is they eliminate all code leaks. So if your codes that have gone out to influencers or affiliates have ended up on coupon sites, 
social snowball would eliminate this. Also, it's very important to have a tiered based system to motivate your affiliates to continue to post and generate revenue for you. So they make that super seamless. Make it super easy on the affiliate to get paid out any which way that they like. So Venmo, PayPal, uh, directly to their bank on a Visa gift card, Amazon gift card, all that, etc. If you guys haven't checked them out, they're on the Shopify app store. Go check them out today. You're missing out. Um, they are clearly the best and our number one recommendation for affiliate marketing. Yeah. I wanted to go back to the CrossFit piece. Sorry, Taylor. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to geek out on the CrossFit uh, side of things. But it's it's funny when I was thinking about um, Kalo entering CrossFit back in the day, and it was such a different mm. beast. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, 2014, 2015, it's like really coming on the scene in a huge way. And we sponsored and worked with Jason Kalipa, kind of like the OG of the CrossFit space. Yeah. And we weren't dealing with an agent. Now, you guys are working with and hopefully you don't take offense to this, but probably like a hmm. B-list athlete in Daniel Brandon. Like she's not like the Matt Frazier's or like, but she's like known in the space. Um, what did that contract negotiation look like? Kind of let us underneath the hood. She Does she have an agent? Are you coming across that more and more in CrossFit, CrossFit where like all the athletes have agents? Like, cause this is, I mean, this is like nine, 10, I mean, CrossFit been around more than a decade now, but terms of like mm-hmm. the athletes and being like big time social media influencers in that space and tight knit community. Like, yeah. How was that negotiation? Why'd you pick her? All the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think there's really only like a small handful of like a list CrossFit athletes, right? right. Like, it's like Matt and Tia and maybe like Sarah Sigmund's daughter and a couple others that are like kind of in that million follower range, like sort of semi household name. Yeah. Rich Froning, for sure. Jason Khalifa. Um, so we weren't looking at anyone at that tier. Um, so we were kind of looking at like up and coming. We we're looking at some potential. Um, we were looking at good follower and engagement count. And um, also like generally, I'm trying to look for that kind of like um, cutting edge, like the new, the hot, the up and coming. And Danielle kind of fit a lot of those things. Um, she's really great on social. She's got a bit of like this persona that she plays into which i've yeah. met her in real life and she is just the sweetest human uh whereas like online she kind of has this like badass perspective kind of like comes on a little strong like probably rubs a few people in the in the wrong way and uh yeah and so we we're just like man this makes sense and then the cool story behind it was at the games last year uh, I had been talking to her agent. So she does have an agent. She works with lab management, which is um, Cooper Marsh and Jason St. Clair, who runs uh, X Endurance. <laughs> and they manage a handful of athletes. And so they manage her. And so I had reached out and we had like started chatting. And I was like, let's chat. I'll be at the games. And so they came by the games. We got to meet them, kind of like talk a little bit more about what the what the contract could look like. Or just even I met at the games, I met with a bunch of managers to be like, what does an athlete, like this was my first athlete contract ever. I'm like, what what am I looking at here? And it's like, there's some smaller tier athletes anywhere from like 250 to 500 bucks a month, all the way up to seems like some of the bigger ones are closer to like three to 5k a month. And then some of the, the bigger ones, maybe like seven to 10k. Um, I don't know what like, uh, an A-list like Matt Fraser signals out type. I'm sure they're, you know, 10, 10 plus for sure a month. Uh, and they're usually looking for like six to 12 months commitment. 
Uh, and then you negotiate all sorts of things related to like how many uh, story posts, how many feed posts, collab posts, um, if your name's in the bio, if you can do whitelisting ads through their bio or through their account. A um, bunch of other stuff like uh, quarterly shoots showing up and like, or special things like, you know, are you going to do something? If you're going to be have a booth at the games, are you going to do like a meet and greet type of stuff like that? What was most important to you? Um, utilizing her image likeness, running ads through her account and doing like collab social stuff. So you guys are doing whitelisting through mm -hmm. her account? Yeah. Yeah. Especially being our first one, it was just like, it uh, feels important at our size to kind of get access to another lane of promoting ads. Um, Smart. Oh, but yeah, the story was at the game. So I had talked to her managers and um, they came up like a day later and they were like, hey, we have a situation. I was like, oh, what's up? And they're like, oh, before this, uh, at the games, we had the backpacks. We had eight of them there because I went to Vietnam in July to visit our factory to finalize the details of the backpack. So if you're making a product, it can take like six to 12 months to go back and forth. But if you show up in person because you're there, they will expedite everything and they'll just do it right on site. So I went for a wow. week and a half and we went through like three rounds of sampling to finalize these bags. And then we brought them to the games and had them like in our booth so people could see them and we could start pre-ordering them. It was this whole wild, like just in time timeline. And so in the United States, we had eight bags. They were in our booth. We were showing them to people and Danielle Brandon's managers come up and they're like, Hey, we have a situation. Danielle just spilled a protein shake in her backpack and it's like, it's ruined. It's a mess. Like everything is, it's over. And they're like, is there any way we could get her a bag? And I was like, I didn't even think twice. I just turned around. I grabbed the large off the wall. I grabbed the large stuff and I was like, take these, whatever one she wants. Like it's cool. And that was, the I was Vietnam like, I know one? This is... yeah, one of the Vietnam ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so we we're like, take these. And if she wants them, she can keep them both, whatever she needs. Like, cause we knew we were like, we want to form a relationship here. And this could be like a cool opportunity to, for her to get her hands on it and be like, Hey, this is dope. I really like it. And so they took it to her. She liked the backpack, came back and they're like, dude, she was like in love with it. She, and then we come to find out like, she's like kind of OCD, like loves to clean. Like her house is like pristine and super organized. And like her manager was telling me all these things about her personality and how it actually like really lines up with like our product and kind of loving the idea of being able to organize her gear. And we're like, Oh, that makes us feel even better. They're like, this isn't just like, Oh, yeah. someone's like, Oh, it's a cool bag. And like, you're going to pay me money. It's like, Oh no, you like use this and actually really care about it. Uh, and so she was the first, first person to have a backpack ever. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when you go into those sorts of partnerships with Danielle and when you're, you know, responding to these DMS with people who want product within CrossFit outside of CrossFit, how are you getting a gauge or how are you guys determining internally whether these partnerships are a success or not? Is there, you know, on the ad account side of things with whitelisting access, that's relatively simple, right? You have the ad account dashboard to compare her metrics versus other metrics. On the organic side of things, and you mentioned that was something that was important to you. Are you providing them with affiliate codes, affiliate links to track performance, or are you looking at, you know, engagement metrics and viewer, like view through rates? How are you getting a gauge of determining whether a partnership is a success or not holistically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we're still early kind of building this out. It's um, right now, just if they're willing to create some content for us. So like, and how, how much and what style, like there's, especially some of the bigger ones, they're kind of willing to be like, Hey, I'll post like a photo on my story. And we've done a few of those. And obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but uh, that doesn't work. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, 
it might work uh, in terms of like just starting to build the relationship to potentially lead to something else. But like, we've had someone with like a million followers post a story and it was just like, it was like one photo and I was like, yeah, it did nothing. Um, mm. Yeah. And so right now it's like, Hey, if you're willing to create like an actual piece of content, like a, a real, um, and then if we can, depending on who it is, depending on what the content is, you know, the, the goal would be like, Hey, create a, a real piece of content. That's like an Instagram reel. Let's collab on it and then give us the rights to also run it in ads. That's like yeah. kind of the dream scenario. I'm willing to just do, especially depending on who it is, like just do some form of content, even if it's like a shorter, quicker type of reel, or like you create some content and let us remix it and then collab with you on the reel. That's chill too. And so I think where we'll go next is kind of evaluating those, you know, views and engagement and stuff like that. And then uh, we're also building out the affiliate side. And so then kind of the people that make sense, whether they're good at it, moving product, or whether they're just creating content, kind of figure out who to put where. Um, so we're kind of splitting into like moving people into the affiliate side and then also moving people into just like a video creator side. Like if you have you know, 500,000 followers and you're great at creating content, but you're not going to actually move product. Like I'll just pay you for videos that we can run in ads. Mm. How are those performing in that account? We just started this, so we don't have any yet. So you're, He's you're bullish about to, though. He's bullish. You're about to unleash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to launch feeling, them all. I'm feeling strong. Well, the big thing is like, there's so many ideas and ways to show the product and we haven't done a killer job of doing that so far. Um, we haven't worked with like a, like a creative agency or anything to like produce a bunch of interesting like angles and hooks. Um, I've done a lot of the stuff. Uh, and then our agency, our current agency just kind of, you know, does the editing portion, just chops it up a little bit. And so that's kind of one of the gaps that I've realized over the last like four or five months was like, man, we really need someone to like concept storyboard ideas and explain how this works more than just like, Oh, I have a messy bag and now I have an organized bag. Like people get it and we need something a little bit more than that. Today's Power Minute is brought to you by Mighty Scout, an influencer tracking tool. So you've probably heard Taylor and I talk about Mighty Scout at length in past episodes, but today we want to take special time to speak to it specifically. So if you are investing in any sort of influencer marketing to a degree, I highly suggest getting on Mighty Scout. First of all, it's going to track all of your organic posting that goes out. So if you're doing seating, pay for posts, you can drop in all your influencers by campaign. And then once those influencers are in those campaigns, they're going to immediately start being tracked if and when they mention you by handle or any hashtags that you give it. So it's going to give and pull all that content, most importantly, so that you can know who posted, you can reach out for content rights, etc. Also, it's going to give you all the reporting and ROI on those things as far as metrics wise. So you're going to be able to know the vanity metrics that go out around those those um, influencer posts. You're going to know everything that it goes into around influencer marketing uh, in regards to Mighty Scout. So if you haven't checked them out, highly, highly suggest them. Go to MightyScout.com to find out more. On the on the affiliate program side of things, what's the thought process with not just onboarding everybody into the affiliate program? Just with the thought in mind of, hey, they're only going to make a sale. They're only going to make any commission if they generate a sale. So is there any harm in not allowing everybody onto the program? Or what's your thought process there? I mean, and then having like a handful of those people on separate, you know, programs that create content for you, but mm -hmm. instead of just completely dividing it, hey, you're this affiliate who posts and you're that, you just create content. Yeah. Is there, is there harm in your mind of just allowing all these creators as well, you know, they don't generate sales per se to be in the affiliate program as well? Or how are you thinking about that? 
Yeah, good question. Um, I don't like the idea of, you know, hundreds of affiliate codes out there. Um, I do like the idea of making it a little bit more special because it's a high priced product. We do have good margins. And so we have the opportunity to, to share a lot in that with our affiliates. Um, mm-hmm. And even within there, like we're going to tier that out where it's, uh, if you want to be an affiliate, there will be a commitment to creating a certain amount of content regularly. And then For like, sure. if you're good, like you can kind of tear up into making more money, even kind of getting to like a wholesale type of relationship where it's like, you're, you're good enough and you push stuff and you move product. We would be happy to give you the same deal that like we give to a wholesaler. Um, the other thing is we're working on a loyalty program that I'm super excited about. Um, that will be kind of along the line. If, if you ever saw like Cometeer coffees, uh, where, you know, first referral, you get something like a hat or a shirt, third referral, you get something, fifth referral, you get something, 10th referral, you get something. And I think a lot of people do, I mean, there's a lot of loyalty programs out there, but I think a lot of them are pretty mediocre. And Cometeers was the first one where I was like, uh, I got their coffee. I really liked their product. And then I saw their loyalty program. And I was like, oh, this is this is legit. Like that's a $40 tumbler on three three uh, referrals. That's a that's a $150 kettle on five referrals. I was like, that's a kettle I like. It's a brand that's really high quality, not just like, you know, here's a shirt, here's a mug, here's a pad and a pen. And you're like, no, I'm not going to refer your stuff for like chintzy crap. And so we're trying to do the same thing where uh, this, yeah, haven't announced it and haven't quite finish it yet but uh you know tier two would be like an airwave which is this like 40 dollar like mouth guard breathing thing for crossfitters right now but i think it works for a lot of other sports mm-hmm. you know or like a month of ag1 tier uh the the five referral tier will be like a 150 dollar gift like a pair of metcons or something along those lines you know the 10th referral will be something worth like like a hyper ice uh massage gun or something you know kind of worth like about 300 dollars because uh, if you're referring 10 friends, like we have the margin to cover that and are happy giving you like something really high quality. That's awesome. We had, we had uh, Matt Mielinex. I'm pretty sure I just butchered hmm. his last name, but uh, his brand used here on, um, on yeah. his PL for basically influencers, literally called We Make Friends. And it's five grand a month. And he's totally happy if that's just, it's just five grand a month going out. He doesn't know nice. the ROI. He just believes that there is an ROI and that it's, it's going to pay dividends over time. And it's, it's a organic flywheel that's going to build momentum. Mm-hmm. How do you think about that? Cause I, I get the impression that you're thinking about this pretty holistically. Like you got an athlete kind of face of the brand flag bearer. Mm-hmm. You're responding to outbound or inbound. Um, you're thinking about it holistically. You're, you're starting to get tracking. You're going to start getting content into that account. I get the impression it's just kind of like it's a little bit early premature for you guys to really put it like an analysis of like does this work for my brand or not but you are very bullish on it so how mm-hmm. are you thinking about it just even from like a pnl standpoint to just overarching like what's the roi here yeah uh yeah super bullish on it um because of the response we've had so far and the affinity we have from people who have the product which just kind of like like it i'm blown away by it regularly that people like uh will slide in and kind of ask for it or people will get it and be like holy cow this is incredible and it's like that's really awesome that like we created something that resonates so deeply with so many people um and so i think that's partly why i'm really bullish on like building this out even more is because we know so many people who are so fanatical about it 
um, and tell their friends about it. And we have a ton of like organic traffic and word of mouth. And I mean, even like at my gym, half of <laughs> half of the gym has bags now. And uh, if someone doesn't, they'll like ask a question and someone else who has one will like come over and they'll be like, oh, let me tell you about why I like mine. Like they'll just like jump into the conversation because they're excited that their bag is so cool. <laughs> Um, so it's the it's the word um, of mouth aspect for you. It's yeah. basically like, especially in CrossFit community where word of mouth is mm -hmm. like times ten, where it's just yeah. you light something on fire and it just spreads because everybody wants what the top people have. So you're trying to yeah. rinse and repeat that maybe in other categories then. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah, and then we'll start putting um, more cash behind it as we kind of get some things solidified here and then get some more numbers and kind of figure out like which way are we pushing people or pushing this whole ship um and then kind of what's working the best there but i feel like generally i feel like it's going to work well and we will end up putting a large portion of cash behind it i have a follow-up question shifting gears a little bit maybe yeah. cody gives me a jab underneath the table on this question <laughs> but thought process on uh, hiring internally versus working with an agency. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, great question. I have so many thoughts on this. Um, and I think it's really dependent on who the agency is, what they provide, the clear communication around on how everything's working um, and uh, the size of your company. Uh, coming from a smaller size company and now just starting to really grow into uh, you know, mid seven figures um, and, and pushing for eight figures next year. There's a lot of companies that I think try to kind of one size fits all. And most of the time, those smaller companies are going to be more of a pain in the ass uh, because they need more handholding. They need more help. They need more strategy. They need more everything. And a lot of services, service-based companies and agencies don't provide that as much. Um, not that all of them don't, but I would just say like, you know, even at our stage now, like I'm, we're, we're working on some conversations with some agencies for some various things. And I'm, I'm just very clear upfront, like, Hey, like there's two people on my team. So I'm, I'm looking for someone to fill this type of a role. And it's not just one it's, I need kind of a team in that role and you know that you're okay with it. And I also need to know that like, I don't have six months to like prove this out. Like we're t six months could kill me. Um, I have two months. And so if it's not really working, then it's nothing against you. It's just, I have to keep my business alive. So then we need to switch to something else or someone else. Um, I think agencies are great and I would love to continue working with them. I would love to keep the team really small and tight. There's some areas where I really want to do some in-house stuff. Um, and I think long-term I kind of lean a little more in-house, but I also know people who are doing kind of a nice mix and getting some of that perspective of agencies, getting some of that knowledge of what's working, you know, broad scale across a lot of accounts versus just like insular what you're doing. So I, I don't know, kind of like a, a mid answer of like, I think there's a mix and I think it's kind of differs for every, everyone, but being clear is, is pretty important. Super helpful. I was just curious based on uh, obviously <laughs> our interactions with one another, but it seems as though it was a little early on in our initial partnership and took a lot of those principles and applying it to the long haul uh, strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Caleb, we appreciate you coming on, my man. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. Where can people find you if they have follow-up questions around kind of what you're doing in the CrossFit space or even with your influencers, maybe following up, like, hey, how'd that content do in the ads? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Twitter is 
pretty commonplace. So at Caleb Ulf, U-L-F, uh, easiest place to find me if you want to follow up and chat about anything. All right, man. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. That's all for today. If you'd like some help developing your influence marketing campaign, go ahead and DM us on Twitter. Links are in the description. Or you can head to kinship.co to learn more and you can book a call there. That's K-Y-N-S-H-I-P dot C-O. At kinship.co, you also find tools, templates, and resources all designed to help you grow an influencer campaign that drives visibility and sales, not just likes. Thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll see you next week.